Hello and welcome to the How Many Light Bulbs Does It Take podcast. I'm Master Chief Jen. I'm just Carrie. And I'm Stacy. And I'm Pod Prod GPT. So today we're going to be talking about the role of food in cultural and social interactions. So basically, fun with food or food with fun, or maybe a food fight. Who knows? Because we're professional podcasters. And speaking of food, just Carrie's reviewing a new pizza place. So, role of food. In cultural and social interactions, what are we talking about there? I don't know. That sounds deep. It sounds a little too deep for this podcast, actually. <laughs> There's so many different things we can talk about on this. I, I kind of like, I asked PodProd for some possible little topics to talk about. It's like historical origins of dishes, festivals and food, which I think we're good on that. Because even conventions, you can talk about con food, how shitty the con food usually is. <laughs> <laughs> never good Ever. i think there's a market there like some con food truck or something you know earth division expo i think for the there was a food truck that was parked we're having the block party to kick things mm. off and there was a food truck parked not too far away and i saw a lot of people going there to get their food and they yeah. they uh, i don't know that they were parked outside for the entire convention but maybe they should have been mm-hmm I mean, because otherwise it was, you know, convention center food. It's the it's the vendor that's there. You got your hot dogs, you got your burgers. You might have a vegetarian option. I don't remember what it was. There were chicken nuggets. There were cookies you could pay four bucks for. They're big cookies, but, you know, yeah, you have a small selection of beers and drinks. Nothing super. There was also Rainforest Cafe mm-hmm. right, right in the hotel. Oh, yeah. She had to leave the convention, go to the Rainforest Cafe, pay out the nose. Oh, you, know, wow. you know, Rainforest Cafe is good. It was convenient. It was right there. It was convenient. It wasn't good. Let's be clear. Oh, and uh, PodProd also suggested cooking as a shared activity. So we can maybe introduce what we're going to do in some other episodes with uh, cooking and trying food together. Oh, cool. Because that was my, my idea to do um, walking taco salads. That would be amazing. And, you know, we can each do, you know, what we what we prefer. Walking taco salads. Are we going to have to chase these things down? I mean, I don't eat anything that requires <laughs> me to make that much effort. So, no. <laughs> but it's just something that you can like walk around with and still eat, is basically why they call it the walking taco salad sandwich edible thing. I'd order that in a food truck a walking, talking salad sandwich edible taco thing. <laughs> yeah. Two of them, please. <laughs> With extra one with sauce. chicken, <laughs> one with chicken, <laughs> one with some steak. <laughs> we can get a third vegetarian to see how it is. A little vegan, no meat on there. <laughs> Not it. I can't vegan because bacon. Exactly. I've been I mean, experimenting, I try, but it's not going to last long. Yeah, I've been experimenting with like lentils and things like that, trying to you know not not like meatless Mondays or anything like that, but trying to go a little bit more plant-based protein mm-hmm. and i did buy that big four pound bag of fight a wheat gluten i got to figure something out with it with some red lentils <laughs> yeah i eat a lot of beans and stuff i love like making black beans uh you can go in anything and of course down here in the south everybody makes red beans so but i do love lentils I like yeah beans and rice are a thing down here too yeah cuban food yeah big time I remember right. one time on the coast guard cutter we were so the 270 I was assigned to, it's not really meant to be, you know, it, it's, it's got small refrigerators. It can't carry a whole lot of refrigerated food. And we were underway without 
restocking our supplies for quite a bit longer than we had expected to be. I think at this point we'd gone about uh, almost 28 days underway and we kind of packed for 14, right? Oh, you know, just expecting that much. So, and the food service specialists, which was the, uh, they're culinary specialists now, but that's, you know, the name of the, the cooking, the, the cooks, the, the chef's rating. Um, we were having quite a few variations on rice and beans and they were coming up with a whole bunch of fancy names for them. And I think one day I was like, we just dipped into the migrant rations, didn't we? Because <laughs> we ran out of food, didn't we? And they're like, no coffee. <laughs> rice and beans. Y'all are the Coast Guard. You couldn't have a freaking airdrop of some food? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we pull on the port, we take on stores. <laughs> Except we hadn't been and we were like way overdue for our port call for whatever reason. And I forget what happened, but yeah, it was funny. Rice and beans. <laughs> and we carry a bunch for, so when we do get migrants on board, we want to be able to feed them, but you don't, these are people who haven't eaten, you know, much of anything. So you don't want to give them super, you know, spicy. You don't want to give them, you know, you basically want to give them the basics. You want to give them something healthy <laughs> and the basics. Nothing, yeah, nothing rich. Gonna, exactly. You don't want to screw with their stomachs. Yeah. I mean, you're all so, in this little ass boat. <laughs> yeah so well rice and beans it's 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 nutritious it's cheap it's you know doesn't take up a whole lot of room <laughs> except when the coasties don't get to you know don't, don't get their own food we have to dip into their stuff. we didn't have migrants on board so i do i love making dirty rice that's probably one of my favorites with rice mm-hmm. not i don't make it real dirty like they real because it's supposed to be with uh organ meat i don't like organ meat so i just make it with uh what i do is i take ground pork and i use um pork breakfast sausage and it just the mix of it kind of gives it that oh you know what is this you know to where it (laughs) to where it kind of uh you know gives you that flavor of a uh, dirty rice but it's actually really good and i love it yeah i can't eat dirty rice out i have to make it myself because yeah I, so like dirty rice and haggis is that basically what you're talking about <laughs> yeah right carrie Did you... i never thought about what made dirty rice dirty i thought it was a spice thing not a we every other organ kind of thing so i'm never eating dirty rice again so you there's my, that if i make it it is not dirty dirty rice it's clean dirty rice i'm just no. gonna i'm just gonna eat some rice just plain rice and i'm good don't I don't need to know anything else about anybody's rice. We're good. I'm gonna have to We're check done. the ingredients on Zatarans dirty rice. I do like me a box of Zatarans. They're mm. uh, you know they, 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 I might I like their yellow rice, but they also sell the dirty rice. Mm-hmm. The dirty well, there's there's a brand down down south called Tony's that someone was supposed to send us, but they never did. Oh, am I supposed to send you the jambalaya? Some... Oh, okay. You're supposed to send me the jambalaya. Okay. Because I bought the cornbread, or no, the the hash the hush puppies. Hush puppies. Okay. Yeah, so I gotta send you some jambalaya. I'll send it to you when you get home. Okay. Because your hush puppies are at home, right? The hush puppies. Oh, I already ate those like a long time oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> I bought those like like at the fucking airport from one of our visits or some shit. No, I was in the supermarket and they were in the clearance up here. Oh. In the north because they don't appreciate Tony's like they do Zatarans. Do you want me to talk about my pizza review? It it really is going to be quick-ish. Sure. <laughs> Introduce your pizza review. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be all pizza, Eeyore about pizza, it. Pizza. Pizza. Just Carrie's Cheesy Pizza Review, where I review cheese pizzas because 
if you don't have a good cheese pizza, you ain't got a good any other kind of pizza. This is my professional pizza eating opinion. And I mean, you're you're a New Yorker, so you know pizza. Uh, also, that I guess that does give me um, some kind of pizza credibility. Pizza cred. Pizza cred. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hear a child screaming outside. I don't know if you guys hear it, but I, I hear a something. child screaming outside. Or something. Yeah, as a child. Um, basically, I feel like my my. I love um, how you're not even concerned. Like it could be being murdered. No, beaten. fucking Baltimore. Come on now. This is Baltimore. <laughs> and it's a spooky season. What the fuck do you think's happening? Some kid trying to get some candy. That's what's probably trying to happen. Good point. Um, yeah, so my New Yorkness does give me some pizza authority, is what I will I will call it. Um, okay. I do want to take classes to be like a professional pizza judging bitch so that I can be like I have the legal right to judge that shit, so fuck off. But but yeah, no, all those like memes and stereotypes you hear about people from New York who eat pizza, like they they judge it. I do. I fucking do. It's all true. Because what we do is we take our favorite pizza and we compare it to everything we eat everywhere we go. And no, no pizza has ever come close to the sweet, sweet taste of Gino's pizza on South Broadway in Yonkers, New York. So um I was, so Gino's, if you want to sponsor a podcast, you know. I mean, I would not be bad. I would gladly, I would travel to New York to record a pod from Gino's while I ate some damn pizza. I would do that. I don't know if they would like that, but I would do it because <laughs> it's a very small, it's very small in there. Very, very small, like maybe three tables. And um, it's worth it. It's every worth every penny. But wait, I felt really, really good when you came here the first time and went to Moe's and you said it was good pizza that like validated Moe's 100%. I value your pizza opinion. It did. Cause when I walk in, first of all, you can tell what kind of place it's going to be when you, when you walk in and you smell it. And I know that sounds weird, but it's true. And what I smelled in Moe's was very close to what I smelled in Gino's. And it just brings like this water, like my mouth just started watering a little bit. And like, if you can make, you know, make that happen when I walk in the door, you you got a good shot. You got a real good shot. So that was like super exciting. And I remember we would talk to the people at Moe's and they took the address of Gino's. I don't know if they, because they, they said the owner travels to other pizza places when people really recommend them. So uh-huh. I don't know if they ever made it to Gino's, but I mean, Gino's is still standing. So I would like to go there someday. You should make a pilgrimage. I'll go right now. Like, I'll start walking. <laughs> Not fair. You are like thousands of miles closer. I know. It is true. But you can be here in a couple hours. Hop a plane. We'll, we'll, we'll rent a car and we'll, we'll go. Never to be seen again as we traveled the world eating plain pizzas. Jen, you can okay. come too. Of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> now I got a couple more years to work. Somebody's got to earn the money so you guys can go on your pizza crusade. <laughs> Oh, what if we do that like on your for your retirement? You go on a like a a pizza pilgrimage to like a couple different spots. <laughs> well, then hopefully we'll need to swing by Denoya's and Sneed's Ferry. And if I can remember the name of the place in Charleston, and this was a couple of years ago that uh, back when we were in Dry Dock, I remember the pizza was like the box was about two and a half feet on a side square. It was like, you know, bigger than one of the petty officers on the boat. And uh, they had like this uh, 30s kind of um, mafia theme decor, like, you know, fake Tommy guns on the wall, that sort of thing, uh-huh. you know, like prohibition. 
Only I can't remember the name of the restaurant. <laughs> I really enjoyed the pizza. The boat really enjoyed the pizza. Because the odds of us getting back to Liberia and getting to that one really good pizza place, probably not going to make it there. And there was another really good pizza place down in Cartagena, Colombia, which is also really tasty. Piccolo's. But uh, yeah, anyway. I wonder if they deliver. <laughs> probably not going to be 30 minutes or it's free. Yeah. <laughs> when I do get back down to Miami, I do want to try Cuban pizza. Okay. And um and rate that and judge that accordingly. Okay, I have had it. I'm gonna let you form your own opinion. I have mine. I know. I know. It's. I know. Fine. It's different. I know. It's different. It's definitely different. But I will. I will give it a shot. Okay. But um. But today's pizza we're reviewing comes from Underground Pizza Company. Uh, their pizzas like not the like regular circle New York pie. It's kind of like a if you like a Sicilian pie. For those of you, my, my New York friends, you know what I'm talking about, the Sicilian pie, but it's like half the thickness of a regular Sicilian. So it's basically a square pizza. And for the size of what they call the full, it was like almost 30 bucks. And the box wasn't even like 14 inches long. Hmm. So um, I will first and foremost say that Underground uh, Pizza Company is overpriced. And they do make their pizza different. Like their their crust was that crunchy, cheesy. Like um, if you ever had Little Caesars uh, lunch special, that little square pepperoni, and yeah. you know how that crust is all crunchy, and that's oh. exactly how it is like that. So I, I mean, it's not the typical normal pizza crust that I enjoy, but I was not mad at this. I was not mad. And also, they do their their pizza building a little different. They do the cheese and the sauce on top. Right. And um, personally, I'm not a fan of that, but I'm not, you know, it's fine. It's still, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the cheese flavor was there. The, the sauce was a little on the sweet side. I know a lot of people don't like the sweet sauces. We got the UPC Classic cheese pizza and the pesto. Yeah. So a full pie is like $27. And again, it was like maybe eight pieces of square pizza like maybe like two <laughs> three inches by two three inches and I wasn't a fan of the crust but again the flavors were there the texture was there and then uh along with the 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 pizza we ordered cheese sticks we always ordered cheese sticks and I think they were in panko breadcrumbs mm -hmm. and they were eh, they were bland there was no flavor there was no seasoning oh and then their oh. handmade arancini balls were they were dry oh and they were bland and i even went and got truffle oil pepper and salt and made a little a little dip mm -hmm. that helped with the flavor but did not help with the dryness like even their like sauce that they said they said it was like a red sauce it, it it didn't help it was bad it was it was bad and we ordered it through like doordash so you know we paid more ah uh. so like on their website it's listed as 9.50 for the arancini and it was like we pay like 12 something through the, the the app so um even for 950 though i expected one a bigger ball and two a ball that had flavor and moisture and moisture i mean the rice was cooked well enough but it was Balls all just dry. weren't moist <laughs> so yeah it, it was like we were mad about that and the cheese sticks were nothing they, they were, were flavorless as well so I mean, am I glad I tried it? Yeah, I did. But would I be like, oh man, I need me some underground pizza company pizza ever again? No. Hmm. So if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it like a 
six for the pizza and zero for everything else because it was just basically bland and and dry. What if they reached out to you and offered to make it right? Would you give them a second chance? I mean, if I didn't have to pay for it, I'd eat it again. But I don't think I'm not expecting anyone to and I'm not giving my opinion in order to have somebody come back at me and be like, oh, try it again. Like I'm, first impressions are are very important. They are. They are. And our six listeners and, are not blackmail. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I'll gladly, like, if anybody no. wants to send me anything or tell me to go anywhere, I'll gladly go check it out. But you're just going to get my honest opinion of it. Like, I'm not going to be bought to be like, oh, I like this, but it's really shit. Like, if you make shit, I'm going to say you make shit. Now, this is probably why we'll never get paid to do this, but it's fun. But it's fun. Like, you're going to get honesty. And, yeah. like, why am I going to lie to people, to, to our handful of listeners? Like, I'm not getting paid to tell anybody anything other than my opinion. And, again, it's my opinion. And everyone's taste buds are different. So you might not like the pizza the way I liked it. Or you might like it and where I hated it. And, and I'll still love you if you like what I don't like. Because that's that what that's what makes us different that's what, what makes the world go around I actually really prefer that because it's less competition <laughs> I can have my stuff in the fridge and I know it's going to be there <laughs> when I'm ready to eat it you know <laughs> <laughs> oh but um handful of listeners we are keeping that because all we need is a handful <laughs> uh, just a handful's enough yeah just a handful's enough that I you coined that right there. It was born organically, I believe. Handful of listeners is our, our handful of listeners. We don't want more than a handful. It's just too much. <laughs> but yeah, so underground pizza company. You get a meh. I mean, no, I'm not overjudging this because um, the other people who ate it with me had the same assessment of the balls and the cheese sticks that they were bland and flavorless and dry as fuck. So there, such as me being a bitch, which sometimes is the case. Now I want some mozzarella cheese sticks there. I mean, when they're good, they're like, there's nothing better. I want to try and make our own here, like um, get like some Cheetos and just make the, the, the crunchy outside. I'd like some Cheetos or some shit. All right. So sorry about your pizza, man. That sucks. I mean, the, the bland stuff sucks, but, um, yeah, I mean, like the cheese was good and the sauce. I mean, it's different than when I how I would make my pizza, but I like the crunchy, cheesy crust part. Um, how was the, the pesto pizza? The pesto, I did try a little piece of that. Um, it was good. It was just basically mm -hmm. the cheese pizza with just pesto on top instead of the red sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, and look, the crust is like I don't know how to describe the crust. I wish I took a picture of it. Did I take a picture of it? I did. I did. Hold on. Let me see if I, let me see. I'm going to send you guys pictures of food now. That's Ivy. Pictures of Ivy. Here we go. This one. And then this one. I already had eaten some of the arancinis before I thought to take a picture. There you go. Y'all should check your phones. Oh, that looks nice. But I, you can't really see the, how the crust is. It's different than a regular New York pizza style crust. It's like this. I don't know how to describe it. I see what I was, you're talking about. It does look like the uh, Little Caesars, um, their original pans. The 
how it's all yeah. crispy on the edges and dark. Brown food tastes good. Yeah. Brown food tastes good. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that GBD, Golden Brown and Delicious, is the goal for frying mm. food. Mm. So, I mean, maybe the balls look like they're a little, a uh, little, little darker than Golden Brown, but uh, you know, still they. Uh, I honestly yeah. didn't feel yeah, that. Yeah, the, I think they're the beyond. Are... They're beyond gold. The balls are beyond Golden Brown. Yeah. Think the, beyond the balls are burned. Yeah, that's where the moisture went. Oh, I because you know, all right. In, in it's my too defense, long in the fryer from the looks of it. Eileen, yeah. you know, Eileen, my mother, everything she cooked, she burned or it was well done. So I, you know, I was like, oh, this is nice and crunchy. Like, I like the texture and the crunchy of it. I didn't realize that, um, that they oh. burned. <laughs> That's why you have such good teeth is because the charcoal kept your teeth clean and, <laughs> and the grit, you know, kept the tartar and stuff away. I'm telling you, like, I didn't realize until people started passing away in my family who exactly cooked for us as children it was not my mother <laughs> it was not her that's all right I, going on uh parent horror food stories when we moved in with my mom uh in san francisco so i was like 14 she'd start with stuff at the asian market and she'd bring home the rock salt chicken and she'd like feed it to us and we had a couple of them and my dad was finally like my stepdad was finally like is this raw? This is freaking raw. It was like totally raw. Judy was like feeding us raw fucking chicken. Uh, Judy! Yeah, she's trying to kill us and shit. Thank God it was in salt though. I think that's the only thing that saved us. Juju! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't trust her cooking very often. <laughs> she's gotten a little better. Just a little? She yeah. actually turns the oven on? <laughs> getting her to turn it off now is the hard part <laughs> what about you jen any uh nightmare food growing up mom was generally a pretty good cook um i think the only thing that she really made that i didn't like was she, uh, we every now and again we'd get cube steak and you know this is what typically ends up like country fried right well we didn't yeah. do that shit in my house all right so dad apparently liked his cube steak uh sauteed to within you know a centimeter of its life or something like that because you know she would take the cube steaks throw them in the pan saute them until they're like gray (laughs) 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 you gotta drown that sucker in ketchup to add some moisture back in (laughs) just uh, yeah you know whenever she said she was making cube Mm. steaks i was like oh cube steak my mother never tenderized the cube steak I, I so it was my always never tenderized it either she just threw it in and chewy and fucking horrible and just made me want to just choke and die it was horrible apparently that's right? the way dad liked it but uh just, yeah. oh, no just all you would do is just chew and chew and chew <laughs> and chew and then you got tiny little bites so you don't have to chew it as long and then all that chewing and it's still the same (laughs) chunk of meat it didn't break down nothing (laughs) and you're like oh my god i'm gonna choke on this piece of meat and you're still chewing and everyone else is finishing their meal and you're still on the first bite of this shit you still got a salad a potato and some fucking veggies you don't want to (laughs) eat to go and then you start drinking the the, the beverage so you can try and get it down your throat but the, the piece still is still big too big and you're choking on it and basically you, you drink the water to get it down and you choke it out and somebody has to give you the Heimlich and there's water and meat everywhere and just just don't do it okay 
I, I was on the cutter one time and uh you know and when you're underway and you go into a foreign port you know your 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 culinary specialists are only gonna you know cook as as, as good as the food that they got in the boxes all right garbage in garbage out mm-hmm. and there was one day where I think uh, I forget what they said it was, but I think what they put what in the box was actually the cow hide. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'm the last one to the first class table, and everybody else is sitting down and they got their full trays, and nobody's eating. And you know, I sit down and I saw through this chunk of meat and <laughs> take a bite. Everybody's just looking at me, waiting for my reaction. <laughs> and yeah, same thing. It's like you know, there's just not this thing is just not breaking down i think eventually i was like oh hey look i gotta go watch <laughs> do the napkin thing <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> so overall fuck a cube steak <laughs> unless it's made properly no honestly no still fuck a cube steak i'm still uh, not touching a cube steak you can't make me no 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 yeah i don't think i'm i'm trying to remember if i've had country fried steak but i think i might have ptsd from cube steak myself so i don't think i ever actually went and tried to you know i think i saw well i, I used to watch uh, alton brown good eats mm-hmm. and that was like the first cooking show that i was addicted to on the food network and uh, i saw he did cube steak and that's he country fried it tenderized mm-hmm. it did the whole nine and part of me was like that's how you're supposed to eat it oh yeah ah, who 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 did that <laughs> I make a killer cube steak and a fried country fried steak. Oh, so good. And, you know, you take some of the the fat, the grease from the frying to make the gravy. It just gives it that little extra. Yeah, like I said, I just, you know, didn't know cube steak was anything other than gray shoe leather. (laughs) Shoe leather is being kind. (laughs) Saying I'm being mean to the shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're insulting a shoe right now. Shoes everywhere are going to be kicking you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have a whole lot of like bad cube steak here because they smother the shit out of it here and like gravy and stuff and, you know, uh, vegetables and gravy. And it's just, yeah, we're really from up north. We don't do that scattered, smothered, and covered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just falls apart. Oh, yummy. Oh. Yeah, you don't like that type of moisture. <laughs> that level. <laughs> No, but I do do like a good southern biscuit though. Yes. Uh, Jill's Cafe has some good biscuits. I do. I, have been I know they're a chain, but they're not a chain around here. So, well, they're just a local chain, you know, that's so it's good. Yeah, local. I want the, those, those, uh, what are those buttermilk drop? Yes, those are so good. Vicious biscuits for your back to Charleston. Oh yeah, we can get not vicious biscuits. We're not going to vicious biscuits again. I like vicious biscuits. That I think it was over because you ate, and then I made you go for a walk afterwards, so you got sick. That's why you didn't like vicious biscuits. I'm so mad. (laughs) No, I would like to like if we're going to be in Charleston, we can go look for another biscuit that don't have to be vicious. I would gladly expand my biscuit repertoire. (laughs) We're gonna have to rename this episode to Balls and Biscuits. Don't we already have biscuits in an episode? Probably. I don't know. If we well, we used it for the dog, the dogs. The dogs? The dogs? There's something in biscuits episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, we could just use, see how many times we can get biscuits in a title as long as we want. Bailey Rose. I was just kidding, though. I mean, who the fuck oh, cares? Well, Our handful of listeners are either going to listen to it or not, regardless of what we call it. 
Man. I heard you say shitting on a toilet, episode <laughs> 64. So if you're out there listening and you want us to shut up about biscuits, let us know. <laughs> if not, we're probably just going to keep talking about them every other episode. So I don't know. No one has ever reached out to me at my... I've been told in person a couple of times. Some of the people down here in the in the Everglades squad listen to it, but you know, no one's oh, made a comment about biscuits yet. Well, if you see well, one of us in the streets and say biscuit to us, we will give you one thing that's in our pocket. Oh, good. I have nothing in my pocket, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, just a little piece of lint. You get my phone or my wallet. Good. That's great. That's why you always have to keep a penny in your pocket. Let me give you this. Well, we're uh, gonna have to now. Three dollars and fourteen cents on this. Here's my Final membership card. All. <laughs> how many light bulbs does it take sticker yes oh, yeah, sure. got those made i'll have to get those made now so we have something to put in our pockets <laughs> that'd be funny if you see us on the street ooh, ask for a sticker <laughs> that's all we have ivy i'm not getting up now i'm i'm, I'm recording a podcast you guys all that. got a face full of cat butt see ivy right now can you see her oh hi ivy you're just being stared at come here come here yeah, that's all she does. She just absolutely stares at me until I do her bidding. And I'm not in the mood for it because we're potting. Is that Petrie? Petrie. Petrie, Petrie. None of these cats miss me. Petrie does. He just misses sleeping on my ass. Well, <laughs> Spikey's been sleeping on the pillow you use over on that side of the, uh, of the couch. Oh. Yeah. He's sleeping on my couch pillow? Yeah, slept on your couch. I gave permission for that. He's a cat. He does. He gives you permission to use his pillow. <laughs> um, it's really the other way around, and he knows that. Uh, pretty sure it's not. All right, handful of listeners. If you own cats, <laughs> do you give the cats permission, or do they give you permission? Inquiring minds want to know. I, I think that's a rhetorical question, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know the answer is the cats give us permission. So, you know, yeah. so we'll see what everybody else has to say. You know, when they te- talk about the deep state, it's cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are some theories that uh, I've, I've heard it said, and I don't necessarily think it's it's true. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen it conclusively proven that they did uh, develop, uh, that their meow is intentionally kind of sounds like a crying baby um, to, to, to manipulate us. I mean, I know several people who got their cat because the cat basically followed him into the apartment and said, I live here now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, just, they just come on in, sit down on the couch, and we go out and we buy them food, water, and litter boxes. I mean, they own us. I mm-hmm. mean, let's, we, we, we scoop, we, we, they poop in a box or wherever they choose, and we clean up after them. <laughs> and then you, you give know, them like, more poop fuel. Yeah. And, you know, it's even dogs, though. I mean, we take dogs out for a walk and we, the smart, the, 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 the owners who are, you know, courteous to the other humans on the planet clean up after their dogs. So if I were an alien looking down on this planet and I saw <laughs> one species having its pee and poop scooped up and cleaned up or two species having its pee and poop cleaned up for them, I would draw certain conclusions about who actually ruled this planet. And it yeah. would not be the scoopers. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. like what they think when they see a zoo? I mean, that's all the humans do there for all the species. So yeah, we are the poo keepers. <laughs> Keepers of the poo. Well, Jen does spoil these cats. Like they I mean, have more food stocked up than we do in that house. Well, you are in a hurricane area, so it's 
you should always have a shit ton because it can you can go but months without winning. So, Plus, know you know, cats... if it's in cans, it'll last, and Chewy delivers in bulk. So, <laughs> well, also these cats will decide one week they want the salmon all week, and then the next week they get the salmon. They're like, "Fuck this shit, we don't like it." Where's the where's the tuna, bitch? Where's the chicken, bitch? Like, and then it's like real like a roulette of figuring out which one they want until they don't want it anymore. So I guess I understand having multiple flavors to be prepared for that occasion. Yeah, you can, you got to rotate through because they will let you know when they're bored, and and they'll let you know in in a most inappropriate way, not even <laughs> a, a a kind, gentle way. They're like, no, bitch. They also have the ability to quote unquote go outside, meaning they hang out on the balcony, which is going to be problematic if we move into a house. We have to find a space that has an outdoor space that's safe for cats now gonna have to have like a fenced-in porch or something like that you know somebody needs to just give the ass or be over it i see him walking by <laughs> he's being he's being all like do 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 taunting do, you do, 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 daunting and taunting his ass but he's not clearly giving us the starfish yet but he wants to i can see it <laughs> just do it petrie let's get it over with so a little tease <laughs> i'll just move the tablet back a little smidge so he's got room to give you the starfish if he so chooses to give you the starfish consent <laughs> here he comes like a shark we really should just make it like a, a bet like Will we see cat ass tonight? <laughs> oh, I mean, oh he's, there, he's getting closer. I mean, he he angled it right there at the end. Like yeah. he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, when I when I am a guest on my mistake podcast, they do well, it's on Zoom as well, and they have gotten to see you know various you know cats asses. Oh, oh, oh look at that! <laughs> I mean, oh, so he's close. at a half. <laughs> Like I said, I promised cat luck. You delivered. There you go. He's it. Now it's just a game. Is my cat? If we if we free frame it, we got cat ass. <laughs> Petrie, he's so proud of himself. You can't hear him purring. <laughs> he's so cute. He knows it. <laughs> I miss having cats. I can hook you up with some, like I said. Help, help my neighbor feed some cat colonies around. <laughs> How Isn't many cats would you like? like? I can't have any because of Juju. We'll so put Juju her up, up with a granny pod. <laughs> Juju will be fine in the in the garage. She's fine. <laughs> Actually, all the cat colonies down here, they're Florida cats. They'd probably be they'd probably be happy in the garage. They'd be like, hey, we got a roof over our head. Yeah, I thought about that just to keep, you know, rodents and stuff, but we have all the lizards and i love the lizards i got the cutest little baby yesterday is probably like that big and it's so late kind of late in the season for still getting babies it's, well not late in the season but it, it was a little cold so hopefully they're going to be all right it's supposed to warm up again the rest of this week I think today's the coldest yeah spiky likes lizards too and i don't like him when he like i don't like him liking the lizards like he does so yeah <laughs> he's killed two since i've been here i've saved you- the rest but yeah, he's he's gotten he's gotten two. Still not quite in the double digits like you got the cicadas when we were in Maryland. <laughs> got Webby down on the floor right here, but she's not quite at the stage where she's gonna jump up and show her butt. He's a lady. 
Because she's still a little late. skittish. Still a little skittish. Still even runs from me sometimes if I walk by too fast with my uniform on. You know, when I change my fur, she still gets a little nervous. Aw. Bless you. Excuse me. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. That was healthy. All right. So we talked pizza. Let's try to zoom on over somehow into fun festival foods. Like fair food you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they used to have a a fair that would come by our house like a couple times a year. And we'd always go over there just to get a funnel cake. What's your favorite fair foods? I mean, definitely like the funnel cake for sure. Yes. Funnel cakes rock. Anything fried. I mean, they they, they (laughs) do a good fry on just about everything. You know, fried pickled, fried ice cream, fried Oreos. I love fried cheese. Now, if you're talking Ren Fair, you know, you got to go with soup and a bread bowl or a big ass, big conk and turkey leg. Turkey I mean, leg. Yeah, uh, Always got to get that drumstick. Yeah. Okay. Got to get the turkey leg. But uh, the Ren Fair out in uh, Wisconsin, um, Bristol Ren Fair, they would do a soup and a bread bowl and do love me some soup and a bread bowl. Like a little Panera style? Yeah. Now, I was at one Ren Fair and I had haggis. And, uh, well, it was kind of Americanized haggis because, you know, a couple things they put in haggis for real that I, I think FDA says you can't put in food here in America. Yeah. Because America. But, uh, you know, a little ketchup, a little cheese, that suck would have been all right. It was pretty good. So, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, the, the definitely fried funnel cakes rock. I also like getting, like, for some reason, the lemonade. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. It always come. Like I'd always want it in the the collectible cup. Yes, and then you'd use it yep. for a couple of days and then never again. <laughs> That's all we have down here is plastic cups because of Mardi yeah. Gras. I also remember at the Ren Fair around here they had a, a mac and cheese on a stick. Ooh. See, like basically anything on a stick is, is uh-huh. never frowned upon. <laughs> right on a stick. I used right to love going stick. to hot hot dog on a stick at the mall when I was a kid. They had the um, the, it was like a corn dog, but it was like American cheese dipped in corn dog batter and then fried fog, dude. That was like my favorite thing growing up. I do like a hot dog on a stick, like especially on an open fire. Mm-hmm. We did that for Jen's birthday, and I think I think it was like the best time ever. <laughs> that was an awesome birthday. We ate we ate yeah, toddler we food. We toddler food, except we followed it up with some beer too. But yeah, toddler food and. Hot dogs and chips and s'mores over the open over the over the open fire there and yeah it's good times. I was gonna say maybe we can find a campground when I get back to Miami and we can do another camping trip overnight trip. Ooh, fun. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll wait till it cools off a little bit. <laughs> the cold front finally rolled through, so it's cool now. I'm trying to remember if it was a county fair or a state fair up in up in New Hampshire. They had I've got pictures of it. They had donuts that were like the size of your head. I mean. <laughs> Those were, uh, they were delicious. I don't recall getting that at any fair I've been at. It's usually like the sausage and peppers, like some pizza, some fries, fries with various toppings, um, funnel cake, cotton candy, uh, deep fried other sweet items like Oreos and Twinkies and, you know, a hot dog is, is always good, hamburgers. Now I'm hungry, even though I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have 
festivals down here all year long for everything, you know, like crawfish festival, gumbo festival. The Greek festival. Greek festival. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's one of the things I really miss about Wisconsin, just because summer seems so short and fleeting. There's mm-hmm. a festival like every weekend and it's mm-hmm. all the international festivals. And oh, then wow. there was cheese curd festival mm-hmm. and summer fest with the country music lasted two weeks long. And, uh, you know, there was Irish fest and Polish fest and Italian fest and German fest and, you know, just, just all the festivals and just go and eat all the food and drink all I the think, beer. I think the Greek festival we went to with you, Stacey, was the last one I've been to and probably the first one I've been to in a very long time. Huh. I think I want to say I was there again during another time when when the Greek festival was happening because I feel like we we've, we've done it before. No, we went the one time and we met Kayla there. Yeah, and that's where you picked up those twenty five dollar lamb dishes. Holy like, shit! Oh my god, but it's so good. I crave that shit all year long. It's so good. When is the Greek festival this year? It's always Memorial Day weekend. There's a freaking mosquito in here, fuckers. Fucking fuckers. I would think there's a lot of festivals in Miami, but it was just too fucking hot to go to them. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of festivals. I just, you know, it's downtown Miami for one, or, you know, just, it's like once I leave work, I don't go back. Yeah. I I, I do my best to avoid, Mm -hmm. and the traffic is just insane, and I don't want to deal with that. So I tend not to go out. Not, you know, I'll go out trooping with Star Wars crew, but we're generally not. We don't go downtown. I want to go mini golf when we get There's back. There's some mini golfing. We can find that. Fun. I am trying to defrost an Uncrustable. Oh, I saw there was an article earlier. I, I thumbed past it. I didn't read it about some a, a hack to defrost them very quickly. Well, I have, I'm have. i sitting on it. So, <laughs> But yeah, I was supposed to save these to do um, French toast, but I'm hungry and I don't want to eat a meal meal right now. Because I had a late, a late, late snacky lunch because Alexa's like, hey, I'm going to McDonald's. Do you want anything? Well, duh, of course I do. I'm never going to say no if somebody's like, hey, I'm going to McDonald's. What did you get? I got the number seven with no mustard and a Coke. Oh, all right. I don't want to wait. Woman shares hack for re- defrosting Smucker's Uncrustables ASAP. I'm sure it involves the microwave. <laughs> oh, found it. That's hysterical. While the Uncrustable is defrosting, she grabs two slices of white bread. She slathers both slices of bread with peanut butter. Using the same peanut butter-covered spoon, she scrapes strawberry jam into the slices of bread. Jenna then places the two pieces together. She then presses a small orange cup into the middle of the sandwich. She discards the crust that sits outside the orange cup. When she removes the cup, what is left is a crustless sandwich. <laughs> so she makes it. She makes it instead of waiting for one to defrost it. Yes. Smart asses. So thanks for listening to the How Many Light Bulbs Does It Take podcast. If any of you guys, you know, have anything you want to say about all the various food topics we have talked about and gone completely off the rails about, or if you have a pizza review, pizza place you'd like to maybe just carry to go so she can review it. Hey, let us know. Uh, you can find me on. X, formerly known as Twitter, at Master Chief Jen. I'm also on Blue Sky at as Master Chief Jen, although I'm not 100% sure how to send an actual message to somebody on that yet. That's not like a Twitter DM. Um, you can find the uh, podcast on X, formerly known as Twitter, at, at HMLDIT Podcast. We are on uh, 
you can reach us an email hmlditpodcast at gmail.com boy you think i've never done this before at all have you <laughs> you can find us online at hmltitpodcast.com so we'd love to hear from you so if there's anything you want to say like i said any pizza places you want us to check out or just anything you want to yeah, give us a topic to rant and rave about and have some fun and totally go off the rails with. We'd love to hear from you about that too. So uh, let us know. And until next time. Bye. 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 bye.